As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Today, I'm going to teach you about one of my favorite guitar chords known as the James Bond chord. Uh, Very famous for being in most, if not all, of the James Bond... uh, films and uh, it's, it usually happens after he says one of his infamous lines like um, oh Mr. Goldfinger yeah come in we've got space for you to have here come on sit down here fucking joking dickhead I'm not really a barber I'm fucking James Bond short back and blow your fucking head off twat <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. Happy Groundhog Day to all the Phils and the Willies out there. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Kids are still learning about that to this day. <laughs> still. Groundhog's kicking it. Uh, next to Tassie is the bearded woman, Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least making the magic happen over yonder. If he sees his shadow, it means six more hmm. weeks of classics. <laughs> JD. Hello. <laughs> there he is. I didn't see my shadow, so I guess indefinite classics then. Oh, oh wow. wow. Very nice. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to No Dunks as well. Share the show. Get your tickets to our No Dunks live show in Salt Lake City Friday, February 17th. That is right around the corner. That's basically two weeks from tomorrow. Um, But yeah, tickets in the link in the show notes. So go grab a ticket if you are in the Salt Lake City area. If you're making your way to All-Star Weekend, come hang with us at the Urban Lounge on Friday night. Yep. Getting hyped for that one. Uh, On today's pod, we're going to slap it up (laughs) and run through five teams who could put together some fairly enticing trade packages for Raptors wing OG Ananobi. That's coming up in a little bit. And uh, JD has an amazing tweet of the night, so stick around for that as well. But, 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 let's start with the games. We're going to play what you got, but I want to just start with Damian Lillard going off as the Blazers beat the Grizzlies 122-112. Just sort of money there, hitting some clutch threes. Great steal late. Kick ahead to Eubanks for the huge jam. Uh, entertaining game here, but the Blazers really needed this one. Grizzlies reeling a little bit. Uh, what would you think of uh, Dame, especially his performance? Yeah, the end of the fourth quarter there, one team executing, the other one not. Drew Eubanks able to get a fast break dunk like that. Wow, that was huge. <laughs> Jumpman Eubanks. Yeah, that was great. Like the perfect Jordan dunk. And I guess, you know, I said it was on Jaron Jackson Jr. He just hustled into the play yeah. to pick up a foul for basically no reason. But still, that was cool to see. Man. The name is Drew Eubanks. Drew who? <laughs> we say that name more than any other show <laughs> in the history of podcasting. I guarantee that. Wow. Uh, that was, uh, was a big dunk. Big win for the Blazers, as you said. They hadn't won on the road since December 17th. That's a long time. That's six weeks. So, Holy. That's yeah. Six weeks? Wow. They, did they see a shadow on December 17th? It meant they weren't going to win on the road for six weeks? Yeah, they had a lot of home games in there, so it's a tiny bit oh, of a uh, you know, skewed stat. Yeah. But it, they had some road games. They needed this one. And again, 
Dame executed down the stretch. My worry is for these, this Grizzlies team, I know a lot of people are, are worrying about or thinking about, are they a real contender here in the second seed in the Western Conference? And you see their end-of-game execution, and that's the worrisome part. It's a lot like last year. They don't have a great half-court offense when it comes down to it, and that gets even more magnified in playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. They're 23rd in half-court offense. That's freaking low. The teams that are below them are all non-playoff teams. Right. And so when it gets even tougher in the in the postseason, when teams are ready to buckle down, that's uh, a problem, obviously. And then you got to win all those other categories like fast break points, points off turnovers, uh, more free throws. And they lost a couple of those in this game. But they were up 5 to 10 points throughout the entire game, and then it just came down to execution at the end. And they're just a little too predictable, I think. It's job, pick and roll just get in the lane and figure it out they need somebody else to to score more and i think it's not it's not going to be jaron jackson jr as much as you know we want to throw him on the all-star team he's not a a go get a bucket type guy Uh, and i know we'll talk about them as the trade deadline approaches to get somebody else i think it's got to be desmond bain a little bit more but i think also just they've got to get a little bit more creative Mm. and moving the ball a little bit more. Danny Green debuted out there, hit a shot, and I I know they think that he can help a little bit, but I think it's more they're just too friggin' predictable, and that's the problem here. And if they're going to be a contender, they got to be better than that. that, that, Literally, it's bad teams below them in half-court settings and them. So that's all I, I want to point out. But, yeah, the Blazers obviously executing like crazy. Yeah, Damian Lillard, 42 points. 10 assists, 8 boards, and he is on an unbelievable heater right now. And Dame does this every season, like, for the most part. There's a chunk of, like, call it three to six weeks where it's just like, holy crap, Damian Lillard, another 40-point game, a 50-point game, whatever. And he's in that stretch right now, um, but he was special. Those Some of those threes he made in this one were just, like, there's, a, there's like, a handful of guys that can hit those, and he's one of them. What you got, Skates? Which is the better Dame time moment in this game? Lillard himself had a seven-point possession in the third quarter. <laughs> Hit a three-pointer, was called a flagrant foul, made the flagrant free throw. They get the possession back, made a three-pointer on the same possession. You don't see that very often. Then he had back-to-back threes with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Both of them gave the Blazers the lead at the time. And he also made a shot from like 80 feet out that didn't count. Yeah. Barely, just barely didn't count. So, I don't know. All three of those moments to me are like very much tap on your wrist kind of moments from Dame Lillard last night. Also, 15 for 16 free throws. That's big time. Went 17 for 17 against the Hawks in his last game out. In his last 11 games, he's taken 10 or more free throws nine times. A lot Mm. of teams complain about the refs. You don't hear it much from the Blazers, though. Mm -mm. That's a lot for a Dame. That's a lot of free throws for Dame Lillard. He's, He's averaging basically... 39 points per game and 8 assists per game over that 11-game stretch, where he's shooting 53 from the field, 40.5% from deep, and then 95% at the free-throw line. And they're sending him there all the time. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I mean, the Grizzlies are a rough-and-tumble team inside, so he's earning the free-throws, and he's just putting his head down and saying, I'm going to get the calls if I go in there Mm -hmm. because I'm usually uh, the highest-named player on the court, and it's working out. I also thought it was weird in this game that it felt like everybody was getting hurt all the time. Nurkic left early with a calf strain. Jeremy Grant had to leave the game. He's in concussion protocols. At the end, uh, this is a completely different game that I'm looking at now. Uh, I got my notes messed up, man. I got my notes messed up. There were other injuries. I was like, like, wait a second. I'm like, Nas Reed was grabbing his hip late. Jalen McDaniels was cramping up. Kyle Anderson in that one, too. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how these crossed over for me here. I think it was the Kyle Anderson that threw me off. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Used to be a Grizzly. Uh, But people were getting hurt last night. They absolutely were. Uh, Despite, uh, I saw Ziller point this out, too. Despite John Morant saying not that long ago that no one in the West was a problem for Memphis. The Grizzlies are 15 and 16 against the Western Conference teams and 17 and 3 against the East. So it's the East that's not a problem. Maybe that's what he meant. He just misspoke. <laughs> we get there. No one's a problem in the East because we're amazing against them. But uh, yeah, this is not great. Uh, and got a lot of still games left against your Western Conference opponents. But, uh, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, it's a whole bunch, <laughs> over 20 probably. And I will say, specifically, problem wise, is three-point shooting uh, for yeah, the Grizzlies. For sure. Just look at the fourth quarter here. The Blazers hit five threes. The Grizzlies hit one. And then you look around the Western Conference. Nuggets are a great three-point shooting team. The Warriors are the Warriors. Yeah. The Kings are hot from three at basically all times. The Clippers can have a 23-point game any single night. We just saw LeBron have his career high in three-point shooting. Yeah. 
they're going to run into teams that make a lot of threes, and then you got to be able to beat up the offensive glass. You got to go to the free throw line and make all your free throws to kind of counteract that sort of stuff. So that's who the Grizzlies need to be targeting is somebody who's just chucking threes. Maybe it is Malik Beasley. Maybe it is OG Ananobi, as we'll see, but they need somebody else out there who's shooting and making. Yeah, midway through the fourth quarter, they're up. John Morant comes back into the game. It's a jaw versus Dame thing. A lot of injuries. The entire NBA was injured last night. No, there were a lot. Of I couldn't in- believe Nas Reed went down in this one. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of injuries, and uh, yeah, you're you're right about the three point shooting. That's that's a problem. This happened in that big game against the Warriors recently. They were up ten late in this in the fourth quarter, and they gave it away because of end of game execution, and. They need to find somebody else. It's just a little too predictable, as I said. And, yeah, the three-point shooting on top of that is is a problem. Desmond Bain might have to fire 23s a game. It's, it is a lacking, and that's why the Danny Green thing is a positive for them. They may turn him into another asset, into a three-point shooter. Mm. They also didn't have Steven Adams in this game, if we want to talk about injuries, which uh, was a bit of a problem. But, yeah, the, the Grizzlies are... Yeah, reeling seven and eight since John Moran actually said that. Sure. Uh, when they, Who are you worried about? Malik Andrews asked him, and he said the Celtics. Anybody in the East? No. Uh, <laughs> seven and eight since then. So uh, they are second in the in the West. It's a good problem to have, but um, yeah, the three point shooting is something that it's it's. It's trade deadline season, baby. It's exciting times here. So a week from today. All right, let's get to a little what you got. What you got? What you got? I love that guy that says this. What you got? Sort of like Sam Crenshaw. Today's special. Shout out oh, to baby. the Canadian uh, viewers and listeners. Okay. What? Go ahead. No, you want nah, something on I'm Sam not Crenshaw? Ask. No, I wasn't going to give uh, five minutes. Let me take my hat off and I might freeze like Jeff. Jeff, yeah. That's a Canadian you get it, thing. You get that's, it. that's Canada. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask uh, who's. I that. was even with you on Sam Crenshaw, but <laughs> wow. Jeff. Jeff, the mannequin, man. Jeff. Came to life. Had to do with the hat. Uh, all right. <laughs> what you got? Uh, first one here. Okay, we had Embiid and Harden. Uh, they both had double-doubles. Lifted the Sixers past the Magic. little revenge there. 105-94 because they had just lost to Orlando. We had Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Both big, big games. They helped the Kings power past the Spurs. 119-109. There were a few injuries in that game. Uh, training, <laughs> think of that one. Yeah, and, that was uh, Reader. He went down, right? He came back. Don't worry. <laughs> And uh, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards uh, were great as the Wolves got a really quality win against the Warriors. That one went to overtime. They pulled it off in the end. But the cue off all of that, you know, I slipped in a Harden. I slipped in a Fox. I slipped in an Edwards there in those headlines. Who is most likely going to be a 2023 NBA All-Star Reserve tonight when we find out on TNT? Harden, Fox, or Edwards? What you got? (laughs) Who you got? I got Why James, you got I it? Got James, <laughs> I got James Harden. I know the chat has been about Whoa. De'Aaron Fox yep. and okay. Anthony Edwards, but Harden plays at a far easier position to get in. In the Eastern Conference, the guards, you might just tick them if you're a coach. While in the West, there's just so many guards. Sure, sure. And I know you can manipulate the reserves to what you want, but... You know, you might get Fox get losing some votes to Sabonis. Anthony Edwards, as much as we've been talking about him, is on a team that's lower in the standings. Harden is up there. You might get the coaches just say, "Oh, old James, the guy we know. He's <laughs> just James. he's just steady. You know, he's got the name recognition. Coaches like that. He's a ten-time All Star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the expectations are a little bit lower for James Harden this year, when he's clearly the number two taking that pay cut. So he's kind of meeting those. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just it's just tough in the West. This is a, it's a tough cue, mm-hmm. um, but you think but that Harden... could be the surprise. The surprise tonight, you know, for some, could be James Harden. Yeah. Okay, where where are you going with this one? Most likely to be announced tonight: Harden, Fox, or uh, Anthony Edwards. Harden's a lock. I don't even think it's really a really? question so. at this point. Yeah, he's showing up in all kinds of play, uh, you know, media sort of lists as uh, a player to be tabbed. You hear it on Zach Lowe's podcast. That guy's pretty influential. I think Harden's a handful of games from qualifying. From all these leaderboards, like if he plays in the next four games, I think mm. he's then at 70% of the games, which gets you on all the leaderboards, which then he'll be leading the league in assists. He's putting up 22 points a game, 11 assists, shooting 45, 40, and 86. Right. That's really good. The Sixers have been the best team in the Eastern Conference for a month. Yeah. And he's going to be competing against guys who have outsized stats on kind of middling teams, a Trey Young, a DeRozan, a Siakam. 
Sixers are winning, and it's a large part because Harden is setting up Embiid so nicely. I think maybe it'll also be a a nice bone throw, you know, for Joel Embiid having an MVP season coming off the bench in the All-Star game again. But what if you have two Sixers? So I definitely think Harden is getting in the game. And I actually think whoever doesn't make it between Fox and Edwards going to be the biggest snub because both these guys are deserving, yeah. certainly. Yeah. They're both making a case every single night, it feels like, uh, that they go out there and play. And it's just kind of the timing of their seasons is a little bit different. Like, Edwards had a slow start. Timberwolves took a little bit to get figured out, but he's peaking at the right time. Fox, on the other hand, brilliant start. Lost his jumper in December, but now it's back. Now it's back. He's balling again, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, I had Fox when we did our picks, but it's hard to be mad at somebody picking Edwards, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right that um, of those two Western Conference guards, Fox and Edwards, one of them will not be selected tonight, and that will be probably the leading snub on tomorrow's Drop Podcast, but... We'll wait and find out. But great, great games from all three of those and their teams getting victories. Any thoughts on uh, maybe that Wolves-Warriors game um, down the stretch? I don't know if you caught that one and into overtime. I thought the Warriors played sloppy. They looked like sloppy joke. our, you know, I have practice tonight with our, our seven-year-old team. And the number one thing, I swear, that we're always trying to work on is, like, <laughs> catch the ball. Hold on catch to the it. ball. Like, what? I mean, it's not, I mean, it's really the simplest part here of basketball. Then we'll talk about shooting and dribbling and playing defense, but it's like the Warriors, like, three or four times, Wiggins just completely botched a dunk that he just, like, whoop, just slipped out of his hands. Uh, Curry had one, too. It's like, what the hell was going on with them last night? Um, but the but the Warriors, uh, excuse me, the Wolves, Russell again, awesome in the fourth. Then he fouls out on some pretty questionable calls. Ant stepped up, though. He what, attacked Wiggins there in overtime, uh, even when they got switched. Like, the best defender on him. He didn't care. I was like, I'll take him and put him in the back, in the bucket. And then Nas Reed, he was getting a little too shot happy. Oh, yeah. He was turning into Carl Anthony Towns there a little much. He was open, I think, by design. Yes. And he was sort of bricking three after three after three. He did hit one that was pretty pretty important, but yeah. you know played hard still. Then he got that rebound off the the corner miss and threw it down, and that was sort of the nail in the coffin. Good win, but I thought the Warriors played. I thought they played the crap. Six <laughs> turnovers in the fourth quarter, yeah. three more in overtime. That is the Warriors at the worst. Just sloppy, bad. ridiculous turnovers. Like you know, Steph not wanting to bring up the ball up the court, so he throws it to Wiggins, who's like, oh, Steph, he's bringing the ball up the court. Ridiculous turnovers, yeah. and that's. How the Warriors get beat. They get a little yeah. bit too sloppy and don't make enough shots. Uh, but yeah, Nas Reed, it was hilarious. Because he was hitting big shots, and then I'm with you. I was like, he's going to shoot him out of the game. I know. And it wasn't going to Edwards at all? No, that he, stretch? he was just standing in the corner. Yeah. Edwards disappeared in the fourth quarter a little, a little bit. bit. He 0 for 2, he, he didn't score. no points. Yeah. But it was D'Angelo Russell. Thankfully, it was cooking. Yeah. 14 points, four threes. Mostly tough ones, but it was hilarious. Reed hit a bunch of big shots. Went down with the injury. I was like... This is kind of perfect right now because he was just taking him out of it, and he came back at the perfect time. The dagger dunk yeah. was big time from yeah. Nas Reed, so I thought he was great. D'Angelo Russell, obviously, and then Kyle Anderson as oh, well. Yeah. I thought that was just a, a a really nice win for the Minnesota Timberwolves in their game. Yeah, they were down 11 going into the fourth, and then the Warriors just gave this game away. That, that was a big part of it. Although the Wolves were second in the def- second in defense in January, which is. Surprising. That's uh, a great mark for them. That's why they're climbing the standings, which are still ridiculously tight. There's going to be a lot of disappointed teams at the end, just like there'll be some disappointed All-Stars uh, tonight. And uh, just, just to add one more thought about James Harden and the, and the games played thing, uh, coaches tonight are not going to care about how many games played. We sit here and, and throw a line in the sand here, and I, and I do think him projected to play 56 games of 82. When you look at it like that, that's a low number. That's it's not a lot of games played at the end of the season. So for us, yeah, that's that, to me that's the breaker. That he just hasn't played enough. But coaches are going to say, I don't care. I don't, they, they don't look at that. Well, they're if you believe gonna, that, then we're going to see Harden on the team. We're going to see AD on the team. We're going to see Kawhi on the team. Like, yeah, they're but not it, different. I mean, they're they've all played sort similar. of the same amount of games. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So I, I don't think you're right. That there's there's I think there is a difference though. Just. Uh, conceptually just the way Anthony Davis missed so many games for a long stretch I don't know and maybe because he's got that reputation while Harden doesn't have that reputation Harden plays all the time but yeah I don't know you got to draw a line in the sand I think coaches are going to say as Trey said they're so high in the standings too that it helps the Bucs don't have a lock of a second pick as well you know, that those those top teams. Anyways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, All right, moving on here. We had Should we see? Should we see? coaches like a live room of coaches making their picks we get to see the live draft i want to see coaches talk it out i want to see doc rivers 
he'll never do this, obviously, but talk out. Oh, yeah, I'm voting for uh, Chris Bosh. Oh, he's not on. He's not in the league anymore. Just like pick a guy. I just want to see it. <laughs> well, I saw. I think was it Billups? I was reading this morning said uh, other coaches had been, you know calling him i think it was billups yeah. it was one of the coaches so where, bribing uh, him. yeah other coaches call <laughs> really? each other and be like hey you gotta take my guy man you gotta take my guy. i'll give you a That's cigar hilarious. man yeah how do you feel about that give you a cigar. Uh, <laughs> all right tatum scored 31 celtics Woo! hot early in this game destroyed the nets 139 96 that's what i wrote down I believe that's correct <laughs> that you can trust bad. your notes on this one holy moly uh, i mean it was over it was over in five minutes if you were watching it. Uh, this was a nationally televised game. Whoops. Uh, and then we had uh, DeJounte Murray. He scored 21. And the the Hawks rolled past the Suns, 132-100. to 100. So, Trey, you got to start it here. What was the Wilder blowout? Celtics uh, crushing the Nets or the Hawks crushing the Suns in Phoenix? I got to go with the Celtics. They were up 46-16 to 16 after the first quarter. <laughs> they led by 49 at one point. Yeah. Like, once you start seeing... The scoreboard pictures, screenshots going around on Twitter. You're like, uh-oh, this is not going to be good. It just lets you know, don't tune in right now unless you want to <laughs> see some three-pointers. But this is a kind of Celtics-y win that we haven't seen for a while. Celtics had the second most games this season with 20 or more three-pointers behind only the Warriors. It's their ninth time this season making 20 or more threes, but only the third time since November. Celtics take a ton of threes. They got up 54, I think, last night, and they can get really, really hot. It's the second most three-pointers in a game this season by any team. Number one team, it was the Celtics. You guessed it, 27 against the Knicks earlier. So if you're a team from New York, they are going to hit you with some three-pointers. And when you make 26 threes, I have have to imagine that teams are like 99% winning percentage. There's got to be one (laughs) out there that, like, somebody hit 23s and the other team hit 22, and they took the loss there. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, a 49-point margin, that's that's wild. That's serious. That's a big-time one. So give me the Celtics. Okay, uh, fair uh, enough. You yeah, made a great case. Yeah, I would go the Hawks just because the Celtics were the best offense in the history of the NBA for a while or whatever <laughs> that stat is. Uh, they obviously dropped off since you know they were hitting those threes, as you said, in October and November. They have slowed down, but mm-hmm. they can hit a bunch of threes. They are a great offense. You do see them blow out teams like this, the Atlanta I mean, Hawks. Yeah, up. yeah. Tatum and Jalen Brown, sorry, both hitting seven threes, and a lot of them early in this game. They couldn't miss. Oh, it was it was great to not have to tune into that game. To be totally honest, it was a spanker. Well, the other one, the the Hawks in their flaming Reds, their Calgary Flames Reds on the road <laughs> to have that forty point second quarter. Uh, was surprising to me. They had a 15-0 run to start the second quarter, and uh, yeah, absolutely ran out the, the ran the Suns out of the building. A team that's pretty good defensively, so a little bit more surprising there that the Hawks put it together. That their bench uh, was kicking butt. A guy like Jalen Johnson stroking a three. More surprising for him to be hitting threes than the Celtics to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, both of those were over pretty early. Final one here: Jazz beat the Raptors. Walker Kessler, the Rook, 17-14, seven blocks. Meanwhile, we had the Rockets defeating the Thunder. Bit of a surprise victory. Tari Eason, their Rook, 20-13 and 13 in 19 minutes. Filled up the box score. He had some defensive stats as well. So I don't usually do this in what you got, but the better rookie performance. Listen to these two names. Walker Kessler <laughs> or Tari Eason. What you got? Hmm. <laughs> A good one here, Skeets. Uh, Tari, <laughs> well, Tari Eason, uh, a while back, I said he was a young Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac pre-injury. Young, a young, young Jonathan Isaac. Okay, okay. Um, is yeah. that a compliment? I don't know. Jonathan Isaac was good before he got injured, but he feels like a guy that could scrap and fight, and he was doing that against an undersized OKC team. OKC plays real small. All their Williamses, their Giddies that they start, you know, six eight, six nine. So he got five rebounds on one possession. So the yeah, five yeah. of thirteen there, he just kept tipping it to himself. Um, it he had was, twelve <laughs> offensive rebounds. Yeah, and I think five. Thirteen five. boards, twelve offensive. Yeah. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, three steals, two blocks, though. In yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, in nineteen minutes, I got to go with him because okay. uh, Walker. He's been steady this season. Oh, and he was amazing in this Raptors game. Like Seven they were, t- they were, they were terrified. <laughs> of him like he had seven blocks he deterred 
I want to say another 10 or at least we was in the heads of the Raptors players inside yeah. a little bit more. The Raptors lost a game where they had like 25 more shots uh, than the Jazz and, and, and still lose. Because so he did it all in the first quarter. He had six, six. blocks in the first yeah, quarter. He set the tone. <laughs> he set the tone. I mean, I might go Walker Kessler because I saw and heard like multiple things about the Raptors could have had Walker Kessler. Oh, yeah, they could. Yeah. Yeah, and like, ooh, man, maybe could have drafted him. Uh, but, yeah, both were great performances. Where are you going for the Rooks? I mean, 12 lots of offensive rebounds. Uh, like Tass said, he had a beef slider. If you're getting a quarter <laughs> of a beef on one <laughs> possession, that's ridiculous. Uh, but does that count as a revenge game for Walker Kessler? <laughs> like, he could have been a no. Raptor, but it took like several things. Would have had to have been different, right? Because it was the Raps traded a first-rounder for Thaddeus Young yeah. at the deadline. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. But then the Spurs used the pick they traded to take Malachi Branham. But then I guess, like, Kessler went a couple of picks later. Yeah, so he went 20 like, seconds. Yeah. It wasn't even the pick they had, but, you know, I guess theoretically he could have. I don't know. Sure. I don't, that's that's like a sideways revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but it comes down to seven blocks or 12 offensive rebounds. Both pretty weird to see on a stat sheet. Yeah. Yeah, the Raps just stink. Uh, so they have to shoot in the lane a lot because they can't shoot. <laughs> right. So that's why Walker right. Kessler was just coming helping over. They were that. They were the help variety too. It wasn't just like one on one. It was just like coming over and helping. The Raps stink, so I wasn't that surprised. I guess is what I'm saying. Raps were, uh, Raptors were on fire from three point distance last yeah. night. Ten of 43 percent. Whoo, that's lights out for them. <laughs> uh, but the, but the Jazz does seem took, like a lot. Jazz took way more attempts. Forty seven uh, hit seventeen. And again, it is weird to see a game where the team had 27 more field goal attempts. Raptors had 110 field goal attempts, and they lost because <laughs> um, the Jazz, you know, shot at a much better efficiency uh, and, and put up 131 on their head, too. I don't, let's not gloss over that. They were getting whatever they wanted. Oh, Raptors are down bad right now, guys, and we're going to talk about them. And a bunch of OG Ananobi <laughs> trades that I'm going to throw at you guys. And we'll debate which team maybe has the best package, most enticing package that the Raptors would consider. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, here in the Classic Factory, hit the like button if you're joining us live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. The NBA trade deadline, a week away. And as of right now, it does feel like OG Ananobi is uh, one of the biggest names on this trade block. It makes sense because of uh, his player role, his player type. It's pretty coveted in this league, that sort of 3 and D guy, elite defensively, that when you think about it, and I heard Michael Grange say this on the Raptor show, try and think of a team where, like, if you made a move for OG Ananobi, he wouldn't fit in your in your starting lineup. It's really tough to go through, like, and find teams where you're like, nah, he wouldn't be starting. There's usually a slot for a guy like him. So this is why he's probably coming up in numerous trade rumors, along with the Raptors falling apart here. Plug and play. That's right. Um, in 45 games this season, just to uh, let you know about OG, he's averaging 17 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2.1 steals, just under a block per game. So he's, he's at or near the league leaders in steals and deflections and loose balls recovered. That's his thing. That's his MO. He's shooting right around 46% from the floor and 37% from three. Those are both right in line with his career averages, so nothing crazy. But what makes him really enticing is his salary, his contract. He has two years, $36 million remaining, plus a player option in 24-25 for $19.93 million, so just under 20, which makes him like a lot easier than your superstar level players to put in trades because it's just a more movable contract. But... For the Raptors to give him up, uh, by all accounts, they're going to want some young rotation players 
and maybe a lot of draft picks. Remember in December, our guy, Professor Zach Lowe, he said the price for OG could be on par with what the Cavs gave up for Donovan Mitchell, and we, we laughed at that. What? That's too much. But NBA insider Mark Stein, he did add it would take lots to pry OG Ananobi away from the Raptors. Could be some posturing here from the Raps. Maybe they don't even move him for crying out loud. But we have an idea of what they want. They obviously want young players. They probably want probably minimum two picks, first-round picks, you know, be it sort of 23 first-round picks or future first-round picks, or maybe even three. Anyway, I've got five teams, boys. Five teams that should take a long, hard look at trying to acquire OG Ananobi over the next week here. A lot of these trades, the inspiration, they come from Sporting News, from the Athletics, Eric Kareen, who does a great job covering the Raptors, and from our guy, Sportsnet's Blake Murphy, who told me he has a big OG Ananobi trade piece coming out soon. <laughs> He's got a big spreadsheet That's exactly on the right. internet. He broke down every team, That's every great. pick they have, yeah. their salary. Get into it that, if that, you're that's into it. That's true sicko shit right there oh, from Blake yeah. Murphy. Uh, it's great. It's great. Okay. So I thought, again, five teams. I have uh, usually like two to four trade versions for a potential move to get OG for each team. So You I'm, better have a spreadsheet for that. Dude, one. I did some work on this. All right. So, and uh, shout out to our guy Jerome helping with the graphics here. Let's start with the Knicks. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. We'll move to the West. But we'll start with the Knicks. Uh, they're rumored to be interested. I mean, he sure feels like a tips type of player. I'll tell you that. Um, obviously, with the defense he gives you. So, two hypothetical Knicks-Raptors trades. First one, obviously the Knicks get OG. The Raptors would receive, it's not pretty, uh, Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish, and then three first-round picks. Now, they have like their own pick in 23. They got the Mavericks, so it could be the better one of those. Future first-round picks. This is pick-heavy. This is not great players coming back, unless you really believe in Cam Reddish like our buddy Grish. Uh, but the second version of this would be the Knicks getting OG and, let's say, Ken Birch to make the money work for maybe an enticing younger player in Obi Toppin, Evan Fournier because of the contract, and let's bump it down a first-round pick. We'll go with two. Thoughts on the Knicks? And, I mean, you can, like, you can, like, rip apart my hypothetical trades. You can just talk about the team, in theory, trying to acquire OG. If you like the fit, hate the fit. What do you think? Knicks wraps something along these lines. TK, get us started. Views from the six. Give me the picks <laughs> from the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Honestly, if you're getting three first-round picks, even depending on what the protections are, you could probably draft yourself an Ovi Toppin-like player because that's the best guy coming back. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Raptors are going to want to take on the additional salary that Fournier brings along with him. Rose and Reddish are non-entities here. Yep. That's a that's a money-matching kind of move, but I think I would prefer getting the picks because Toppin, while a good player who would probably be okay on the Raptors as a big guy, I don't think he's such a good prospect that you would choose him over the potential of any of the other prospects yeah. out there. Yeah. We're talking about three picks for OG Ananobi. Right. I mean, feels like we're a little high right now. Mm -hmm. It feels like we're a little drugged up. But I will say he is obviously every GM's wet dream. When you're looking at the players that they talk about every single draft season, it's this. It's long. An incredible defender can fit with every sort of team. So, in a seller's market, this is definitely ripe for Masai Ujiri to get something big. That's totally true. Right. Because there's so many teams in the play-in tournament picture and the playoff picture. They're going for it. So, if you have one of these guys, it makes sense for Masai. I will say... Three picks, amazing. This is that's the better package from the Knicks for sure. Okay, but I'm unlikely to deal with the Knicks because I don't think those picks are what you're looking for if you're in the six. I think there are better picks out there because the this Knicks. This is the New York Knicks we're talking about. Doesn't matter. There's a lot of their. Picks, <laughs> they're having a good year this year, but a lot of their for picks, two decades are usually garbage. Yeah, but a lot of their picks are. From other teams. So yeah, we don't it. know what we're talking about specifically. Yeah, here. I didn't want to get bogged down with these boards. Like, uh, okay, it's the Mavericks pick, but then it's a 25, and then it's a 27. And then if it, you know, I, because like, I think you can get a little lost in the weeds sure. with that stuff, but. You, you gotta right. be, you gotta you're be right. picky here. If you're a Masai Ujiri, you gotta be picky with the picks. And I, I think you can be. I think when we look at other teams, even though historically they are the Knicks, they got a rock in Jalen Brunson. They're not gonna be bad. 
right now. No. They're not no. going to be bad. There are other teams which potentially I think could be worse that are at the sort of the end of their windows. So I, I love the three picks. I think that's what you're looking for. But I think you can get a, a little bit better here in the seller's market. Yeah, I think uh, with the Knicks, Raptors, and a potential OG, the ones I just gave you there, I actually don't like it from either side all that much. I think the Raptors are going to hope to get a better player in addition to picks that they could use in the rotation in any of these deals. So there's that. And also, I am uh, wary of the Knicks like having all these picks, doing a good job of, of uh, you know keeping their, their cupboards full. Are they really going to trade three of them for OG? Like, he's a good player, but, like, the Knicks the whole time were always like, oh, they're holding on to this. They're going to go for the superstar, and you're going to need a lot of picks to get that, as we've seen with Rudy's and Donovan and stuff like that. Yeah, so, but they have a lot of them. If, they do, if, they it, do. if it ends up being two first-round picks this season, even, they yeah. still have yeah, yeah. so many more just from this season because they've got the Hornets, they've got the Mavs, they've got the Nuggets. They've got the Pistons in a scenario. They've got a lot of picks. But I think Masai and Bobby and the Raptors, like, when we do these picks, like – you're going to want them over years because, like, even the Knicks pick, it's not going to be, like, good this year, you know. No. But the Knicks, three years from now, yep. after James Dolan's, like, suddenly decides, well, I want to start calling the shots again and doing everything, like, they could be bad, and then it's like, oh, my God, it could oh, be yeah. an amazing pick. You're so, trying. It, yeah. I, I know I, it does feel like we're high here with three picks coming from, <laughs> from for OG Ananobi, but, yeah, you're looking for a, a Paul Pierce type of uh, – Swindle here, like a Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett swindling the the Nets Celtics. So yeah, you're looking long term, but I think I, I maybe I'm just you know I'm a little too high on the Knicks, but other teams I think will, will give you that. Okay, okay. Uh, another Eastern Conference team then. Let's get OG home to Indiana. All right. Uh, how about the Pacers? Okay, so the Pacers receive OG Ananobi. I got two trades for you here. Uh, the first one, Raps get TJ McConnell, Daniel Tice. And then three first-round picks. Okay? So we'll stick with the three. Uh, in the second version of this Pacers-Raptors trade, we get rid of a lot of picks, and we actually just get more, maybe, help for the Raps. In terms of shooting, OG and Thaddeus Young going to the Pacers in exchange for Buddy Heald, TJ McConnell, and a 23 first-round pick. So just one pick. So when you, were, when you were talking about you wanted better players and picks, was... This what you were talking well, about? Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to get to some other ones too. But, yeah, like, you're not going to get it all, right? You're not getting three first-round picks and then maybe guys that are you're, you're actually playing. And the Raptors have no bench, so they need players. Yeah, you got to – There's going to be a balance. I also don't think OG, if he's traded in the next week, I don't think he's going to get three first-round picks. I think it'll be settled on two. And then there will be a second-round pick. It could be like an early second-round pick. I think that's where it will go if oh, it yeah. happens. But oh, yeah, for sure. For the sake of argument. Yeah, here. it's fun here. Seven days out. Dream big. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it'll be different. What do you think of the Pacers, though? It's better. Making a move, I, yeah. You get a point guard and a center. The Raptors need both. Plus three round, three first-round picks. In, in I know it's TJ, Daniel Tice. TJ and Tice, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah it, I know it's Daniel Tice. But it fills holes. They're, they don't want to tank. The Raps don't want to tank. There's no doubt. Well, they're doing or, a pretty good job of tanking, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... I, <laughs> I need Yeah. It's tough. Right now, yeah, I think, yeah, this could be just uh, a perfect scenario here where they are getting bad here on this West Coast trip. They keep losing. It's a good time to lose. It's a seller's market. You want to be one of those teams selling. Both of these, I think I think they're a little bit... They're better than the Knicks packages. Okay. Um, from the Raptors side of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't care about any other team. Aww. I care about the Raptors' perspective. But what about what about Indiana's like side of this? Like, you know, they're not a a free agent hotbed, right? You know, I don't think no. a lot of people are going to sign in Indiana. So getting a player of OG under contract for a couple of years to to fit with their younger players and Halliburton and Matherin even like does this make sense to you a little bit here? TK? Uh, I could see OG on the Pacers uh, certainly because you know they've got. In Halliburton and Matherin, they've got a good offensive backcourt. They need somebody who's going to be able to stick perimeter guys defensively, so OG definitely helps there. Uh, I also like the idea of Thaddeus Young going back to Indianapolis as well. That'd be exciting. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume he was there actually longer than OG was. I know OG only played one season of high school ba- or of college basketball for the Hoosiers there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... They would much rather give up one first-round pick, I think, than three first-round picks. But the thing with the Pacers is, you talk about a team that never wants to tank, that's them. They've had, like, one season in the lottery recently. The pick right now would be number eight, but maybe that goes back up. Or maybe that climbs back uh, to be a higher pick if OG joins the team 
and Halliburton comes back, they'd be looking a lot better and maybe still stay competitive in the Eastern Conference. I could definitely see them doing it, though TJ McConnell kind of feels like a mainstay there right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He's a culture guy for sure. Yep. Uh, and then there's the whole Buddy Heald situation and, and what they would get back could from him. Could be a him. flipperoo. Yeah, we'll could flip be a, a flipperoo. All right, we'll keep it moving here. Keep some pace. Let's go to the West. Um, I pissed people off a couple weeks ago when I was trying to get Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies <laughs> for OG and Anobi. I just checked it out there, see what would happen. Uh, Memphis Grizzly fans uh, got very upset with me. That's fine. But I got some other Grizzlies trades. I don't really, really love them, and I don't think they're all that realistic. But I like the idea of OG on the Grizzlies. Um, again, he, he fits there. Uh, so the Grizzlies get OG. First one here, Danny Green and that contract. Tyus Jones, because the Raptors desperately need some point guard play. Though as Blake Burphy DM'd me, too small for Nick Nurse. And Nick <laughs> Nurse does not like his tiny guys. Uh, and Zaire Williams there sort of as a flyer, and then two first-round picks. The second Grizzly-Raptors trade would be OG and Thaddeus Young going to the Grizzlies for Danny Green, Dylan Brooks. Good old Canadian boy, Zaire Williams, and then two first-round picks. So pretty similar deals here. Uh, Dylan Brooks or Tyus Jones sort of being swapped in there. Thaddeus to make the, the one deal work money-wise. What, what do you think? You're shaking your head. You don't. No, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited getting into these teams that have uh, some interesting picks. The Grizzlies have the Warriors pick That's a couple right. of years from now. Right. It'll probably be post-Draymond Green. It's got light protections. turns into an unprotected pick eventually. You've got... Uh, a couple guys, the Zaire Williams, Tyus Jones package, I'm fine with. Tyus Jones, small, sure. They've got Fred Van Vliet, Blake Murphy. He's small. He can he can take Tyus Jones. <laughs> Raptors uh, won a title with two tiny point guards. <laughs> yeah, point. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Uh, and shout out to our man Jerome for spelling Zaire right. That's a tough tough one to spell. You got a Z I A I R E. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I would, I, I would I like hope... to take some credit for that, too. But Okay, sure. Congratulations <laughs> on spelling a name. And I say Anyways, that because I, I spelled <laughs> it incorrectly the first time. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, I think there's another I in there somewhere. Well, I ridiculed Jerome yesterday, so i got to give him some love today. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I like, I like Masai gambling on the quality of the pick. Because if you've got all these teams actually at your door, actually giving you a call, you've got to make a – if you're fun, it, like, it's supposed to be fun. For us, it's fun here. Sitting back – yeah, we can make these trades. I think you want to you wanna take a wager on a team that's going to be bad a few years from now. And I think I'd rather pick getting the Warriors, you know, getting the Warriors past their window than, you know, one of these these Pacers picks. I'm, I'm a little bit worrisome that they're going to be bad ever. Okay. Uh, so I, I think it's I, – I, I'm, I'm gearing up for these teams that we're getting into. I, I like this one. If it's the Warriors pick involved with Tyus Jones – and uh, I do like Zaire Williams, who would fit in with the Raps. And do you think the Grizzlies would, you know, consider yeah. either of these trades? I think so. Maybe even Dylan Brooks. He is sort of like their culture dude. Definitely true. Um, uh, OG though, definitely an upgrade over Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He does like basically the exact yeah. same stuff, but doesn't take all kinds of crazy shots. <laughs> has a little bit more size. And he's got a slightly longer contract, which I think could be a factor for the Grizzlies. Yeah. They tend to ship guys out when they're getting ready to get paid. It happened with Melton. It happened with Kyle Anderson. Could it happen with Dylan Brooks? He seems more locked in there uh, to me, but they signed Tyus Jones to a deal last year, so he's on the books for next season already. If they do this trade, they've got OG for next season, right? And then I guess he's got a player option after that, so they would have to make a decision. But I don't know. I, 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 I would do it if I'm the Grizzlies, but I don't know if the Grizzlies would do it. Okay. They yeah. do love their first-round picks, too. They like picking. Yes, indeed. They're good they at do. it. I, that's why I don't think they'll trade that Warriors pick, because that does have a shot at being a really good yeah. one. Mm -hmm. uh, when eventually. is that one? 24? 24. Yeah, okay. That's when it... It's top four protected, and right. then top one protected, and then unprotected the following year. There Could be know. juicy. Could but you're, you're right. It's, un, it's unlikely. They made a great deal to, to get that thing. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the Pelicans. They've been rumored in OG Ananobi trades. I mean, they're on a hell of a slide right now, so maybe that changes things, but... Let's get OG to the Pels uh, in exchange for Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham, and two first-round picks. They got a lot of picks, too, those Pellies. Um, that's version one. Version two, OG to the Pelicans, of course, in exchange for Dyson Daniels, Devontae Graham, and two first-round picks. What do you think, Trey? <laughs> 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 Honestly, the Pelican slide makes me hesitant 
to make an all-in move right now. Uh, we've talked about them as one of the deepest teams in the league. They're certainly fun to watch. Their bench units, when they're cooking, usually when they're playing at Smoothie King, the crowd is lit. It's exciting times, but they're really struggling without their two best guys. And yeah, I mean, if Zion's healthy, if Brandon Ingram is healthy, it'd be nice to have OG alongside him. But I'm just, I just don't think that this is the team right now that needs to make a move for OG, despite the fact that he would look great. If I'm the Raptors, that's a tough call here. I think I would rather have Dyson Daniels in the picks uh, over Herb Jones mm-hmm. and Jackson Hayes than the picks. Herb seems like too much of a Raptor. <laughs> like, not a great shooter from three. Great defender. The perfect size. But they're trading that guy away. Yeah. So they're trying to get, like, a, a worse OG back? Maybe. I, I know Pelicans right. fans would rather keep Dyson Daniels over Herb Jones. I remember that was going around on Twitter there when I was throwing out hypotheticals along these lines. Like, uh, you know, who would you want more? I, I'm, I'm a Herb Jones fan. So if you're moving OG and you're getting picks for it, and he's, like, a sort of a... Uh, a poor man's OG right now, being younger, like a little early in his career, then I'm, I'm not angry with it. I think there's something here. Things change fast with the uh, fan bases of teams because Herb Jones was untouchable once upon a That's time, that, now, then he's tradable. And I still think there's a big faction that wouldn't trade him here, but I totally agree. He is an OG light. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense, I think, for the Raps if you're focusing on that. I think you want something different than what you got. Why, why are you loading up on a Scotty, Pascal, and Herb? Well, hold he's on, a very hold good on. Player. I mean, we are including in that hypothetical Herb Jones, so that's your OG replacement. Jackson Hayes, they need a center. I mean, I don't think he's amazing, but obviously an athletic big. Devontae Graham, okay, is a shooter, but, you know, a high-volume shooter. That's more for the money. Couple years, and then the yeah. And then the picks. I mean, they do have a Lakers pick, too, is the other thing. Here. Yeah, that's the weird thing. They've got they've got the right to swap with the Lakers right. and, to this year and next year, I do believe. And so, how does that work? Can you swap a pick swap? I guess you can, uh, in that, you know, you trade, they have the Lakers pick and the right to swap. Well, I guess those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe yeah. they have uh, the right to swap next year while having the Lakers pick. Yeah, they, they have a boatload of picks. They have a boatload okay. of picks. And these could be in the future, too. We could be getting into 25s and 27s and stuff like that. And they've got a trader in David Griffin uh, sitting back there. It, it, I, I agree, though, it's difficult to go all in. So you if think the because Pelicans. of the timing of this nine-game losing streak and the injuries to Zion and Brandon Ingram and all that, like it actually makes them less likely to be making maybe, you could argue, a, a semi-aggressive move at the deadline than if they hadn't had that and they were near the top of the West and they're going like, holy crap, we got a path here. You're, you're nodding. You think that's probably true. Yeah, because the Pelicans still don't really know what the best version of their team looks like. Yeah. They Even when they were in the first in the Western Conference, it was like – you had a chunk where Brandon Ingram was healthy. You had a chunk where Zion was healthy. We haven't been able to see these two guys together and what they can actually do at the peak of their powers to know the proper player to put alongside them. Maybe they want to use this pick to get more of a stretch big to replace Valanciunas, which I think is going to be a smart move down the line uh, at some point. But it's easier to talk yourself into giving up a little bit of your future when it feels like, yeah, we're right there. We're at third place right now. We're one of the best teams in the league. We got a ton of young talent. It feels different than when you're losing 9 of 12 or whatever mm-hmm. it has been. All right, final team. The Phoenix Suns. I have four variations of Suns-Raptors trades for OG, all right? Buckle up. Buckle up. Suns get OG. In the first one here, four. Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, two first-round picks. Second version is more picks, Cam Johnson off the table. So it's OG to the Suns for Jay Crowder, Dario Saric. And three first-round picks. And, and again, I'm saying three first-round picks. It's probably, it's probably like a 23, 25, 27 type of thing. Yeah, with them, it's it's definitely that. Yeah. Um, another version is take out Jay Crowder and go Landry Shamit. You know, Raptors may be more interested in, in a Shamit type of player as a shooter. So Shamit, Saric, and three first-round picks for OG. And then the final one is completely different. I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts on this. It is getting DeAndre Ayton for OG and Thaddeus Young and then maybe just one first-round pick. Um, thoughts on, on any of these with the Suns uh, either moving sort of Jay Crowder like the way I looked at it Cam Johnson is a really good player there's your young promising player feels like a Raptor player too uh, that you would remove one of the first round picks if he stays with the Suns because they love him then it's three first round picks and then the whole other sort of wild card is like why not Aiton they don't seem to love him all that much <laughs> um, you know he has his limitations, but he, he is a decent center. He's obviously still young, under a contract, all that. Uh, what do you think? 
of a bunch of Suns trades I just chucked at you for OG. I wouldn't do the DeAndre Ayton one. I would be worrisome that we'd that the we I'll go we that the Raptors would get enough out of him. They don't really have a great pick and roll partner for him. I don't think he he would be amazing. I'd rather have the picks. I think the three first round picks uh, plus Shamit, who's a, a definitely a player that you can use forever, uh, <laughs> and, and Sarich would make a little bit more sense. I would just call me crazy rather bet on the Suns being bad in the long term than the Knicks, just because of a potential implosion because Chris Paul is going to retire one day because the way they've looked this season, because the DeAndre Ayton scenario, I'd rather bet on that than betting on the Knicks being bad uh, and, and combined with their picks. So this is all Suns picks. I'm a little bit more excited than, uh, than the Knicks situation. I like it compared to the Grizzlies situation. I think, I think that would be my number one package. Shamit, Sarge and three first round picks. TK. Yeah, that's a that's a tough call here. Um, but it feels like this is good deals. Like it feels like a deal could be made here because there was people reporting that the Raptors' like entire brain trust was out in Phoenix <laughs> this week, basically scouting and chatting, seeing who it could be. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I kind of think that Cam Johnson and two first round picks is the way to go because it splits the difference uh, between a Shamit led package. Which, I mean, Shamit's fine. He's yeah. he's just a fine yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, Cam Johnson, though, is a real player, I do think. Maybe he would have trouble finding a spot uh, with the yeah. Raptors yeah. since as much as he's touted as a little bit of a stretch five, he's a four. He's definitely a four, and the Raptors, as we're seeing, they got a ton of it here. I have hope for Aiton away from Phoenix. So I think I. that I think he'll be a pretty solid player when he's, you know, at the worst, the number two option, and he's much more involved, as we've seen. He's had some big games for sure, but kind of with Tass that I'd rather have more picks than Aiton because... I don't know. You can find centers these days, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, the Raptors haven't, but you can <laughs> find centers. So it makes you think at least we'll try something a little bit cheaper uh, for our center position. So I guess I'm going Cam and a couple of first rounders in this one. All yeah. right. Uh, and Aiden is playing fine, puts up numbers, but you can find a little cheaper. You can find a lot cheaper. He's a max guy. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. you got Max Siakam beside him. Well, we were, what are we running here? It doesn't feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A recipe for an incredible team. I'm not. I, it doesn't. And he also doesn't seem really like a Maasai player. But uh, draft picks do. Mm. I liked some of these from the Sun side of things, though. I mean, you imagine Mikael Bridges and OG out there, like locking up your perimeter players. That would be a, a lot of fun. And they're obviously a team that yeah, they're, they're they're sort of like they racked you know they put together some wins there. They obviously got hammered last night. Booker should be back soon. We've seen them win 60-plus games. We've seen them go to the finals. So they, they know they're like they, – they've flirted with being an elite team in this league for a couple of seasons. Like adding OG, again, under contract, I think it makes some sense, if, especially some of those deals. It's really like oh, yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're okay. We're fine. We're giving up a bunch of picks, be it two or three, and then players – like Crowder doesn't play for us, and then whoever, if it's Shamit and Sarich, they would do that in a heartbeat, I would think. Yeah, I think Aiton is the one that – gives them yeah. any sort of pause here yeah. because basically it's like Cam Johnson is the only other guy who's a real rotation member. I mean, Sarge has been fine playing off the bench for sure. He's had some big games as well, but I mean, Cam is the guy who's kind of locked in there as a little bit of a core member, but it would be an upgrade to get OG and Anobi. All right. That's a lot of trades I just chucked at you guys. Um, which team do you think uh, makes the most sense from the Knicks, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Suns? There are other teams I'm sure you could get frisky with. Uh, let us know in the comments right now here in the stream team tweet at us at no dunks inc and uh thanks again to uh to blake to eric to sporting news michael to michael grungay as they say in canada <laughs> grungay yeah <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> totally <laughs> to william lou blake murph did you Alex, say blake murph? i said blake murph, murph dog yeah murph dog sure i'm matt devlin why not sure <laughs> jack leo jack congrats kate? jack kate <laughs> savannah <laughs> Akil, Randy, Randy, you gotta go, Randy. <laughs> All right, Jerry, uh, who? who? Jerry D. Jerry. <laughs> okay, that's where we draw the line. Family View. <laughs> oh, just a fan. Uh, yeah, just a fan. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Pick up results last night. Man, Trey Kirby is on fire. You could be rich right now back in this guy's picks. You had the Wolves, who had some points to play with at home, plus two and a half. They were the dogs. They obviously win in overtime. Another L for me in another overtime loss. I mean, this sucks. Yeah, it's two in a row. That shouldn't be allowed. Just brutal. But, uh, yeah, tough. we had the Warriors, so we're 0-1 here in February. Trey 1-0. What's tonight's game? Heavy Thursday night sked unusual in the National Basketball Association. I think there's seven on tonight. And I saw a nice one. The Pelicans at the Mavs, who are favored by four and a half at home against the struggling Pelicans. Pelicans have lost nine in a row, but I think they can cover that four points the way they looked in their last game, while you guys think that the Mavs will win by five or more. Well, Trey thinks that, and I have just decided... Whenever I can, I'm just going to back Trey right now. Gotcha. Because he's hot. So, what's your reason? Uh, the Pelicans are just bad <laughs> Good right reason. now. They're, they're, <laughs> they're struggling. They lost their last game by nine, previously 25, previously 10, previously nine. They haven't played a close game in a while, so maybe you should actually switch to the Pelicans. Who, me? Yeah, you. No, no, I'm going with you. Yeah, smart move. You don't want smart me, move. though. You don't want me backing you is the problem. <laughs> uh, all right, four and a half. We got the Mavs. Tass has uh, the Pels and some points to play with. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh, JD with Tweet of the Night. Yeah, more like Tweet of five minutes before the show. Mm, um, tweet of the morning. Yeah, Tweet of the morning to you. <laughs> uh... But yesterday, we were talking about uh, Denny Avdia. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, I still got this music on. We're always talking about Denny Avdia. <laughs> Denny Avdia. Every, day. We not, Every single day. But yesterday, we talked about how he has a new nickname. Mm-hmm. Turbo. <laughs> yeah. Very American gladiators. Still not on the uh, basketball reference website. No. As no. As far as I know. Let's get that up there. Let's do that. B-ref. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> uh, but uh, our man 65% font... Asked Mid Journey AI, which I assume is a it's an AI art generator, yep, right, yep, to right. visualize what Denny uh, Abdia would look like as a 1990s American gladiator. Okay. So apologies to the audio listeners. You're just gonna have to come on over to YouTube to check these out because they are incredible. There's four of them. Here's the first one. Whoa. Damn. What what team is he playing I for? The Wivalons. The Wivalons. Washington Wivalons. That's good, pretty man. good though. That's good. Pretty badass, yeah. Wow. Uh, and here's what this, is this one looks very I don't know. It's honestly uh, it looks like arch rivals. Or it looks like the yeah. cover of a Nintendo video game. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And like uh, Drago or, um, you know. Um, yeah, uh, uh, from uh, Rocky Four. Yeah. yeah. More Guile like that. Guile from Street Fighter. Yeah. 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 Very tall. That's yeah. a master poof. <laughs> <laughs> very, very Zeus nice, is so. playing in on the far left there. No holds barred. <laughs> far right. Oh, left. No. I, oh, yeah. Oh, Zeus I with the eyes. The, yeah. I thought the, his counterpart on the left side there kind of looks like <laughs> Zeus. He also has the eye thing going on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, AI hasn't figured out human eyes, eyes yet. AIs. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Okay. Uh, here's a Whoa! Next one. This, one's pretty, this is WWE to me. That's Ken Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it looked a little bit more like Avdia. Yeah. Like, but it's got know. a little Adam Levine to it. Mm. Well. <laughs> That's true. That's your Kyle haircut right there. <laughs> a These are good. Sonic Boom. And finally. Oh, yeah. man. What a jawline. Yeah. What a bra line. <laughs> that's my favorite one though again like come on ai put a little goatee on there put a little mustache for obvi i feel like he has one or did at least Got a little stubble the, the haircut's good I'll yeah haircut's good sure. really good strong job that looks like an american gladiator that, doesn't that look like what turbo looked like <laughs> yeah, maybe. what's with the star trek logos i don't know <laughs> the little insignias there. Wow, those uh, are those are great. No, that does look great. a lot like the real Turbo yeah, American Gladiator. Yeah. That's actually. what they pulled from. Yeah. I so. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just go back and uh, just add to Mid Journey. Just add with a goatee. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. So we have, yeah, we gotta it. make it learn. Yeah. You gotta tell it what you want. <laughs> I mean, you can't just you know put in just random stuff and. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, have you, ever, have you guys played with Chat GPI yet? No, no, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. What, what have you done? You just tells. Like, write me a tweet about the Bulls being back. <laughs> it's like seriously the things that I put into <laughs> it. I'm putting too many hashtags in though. Wow, that's, uh, my, that's my my chat problem. I tried to fire up Mid Journey. You got to join their Discord server. So. I'm going to figure it out That's afterwards. like a gated community for us well, to get I, in. <laughs> I think it just works differently. Like their oh. their AI bot is done somehow through through Discord. And it was like, oh. I try, whatever, man. I tried no. to join the beta. <laughs> tried to join the beta. You got to join the Discord. <laughs> then you got to learn prompts. Then you got to learn imagines. I don't know. It was more than just typing in what you want to see. Like the first time all the AI things got, went around, I was like, this is easy. Vin Diesel holding a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Boom. 20 results. All hilarious. <laughs> Do it in the style of Salvador Dali, please. That was That's my only go-to for uh, AI stuff is a famous actor doing something weird yeah. in the style of a classical artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom are... Cruise running in the style of Henri Magritte. Something along those lines. Wow, those are, those are great. I mean, like, <laughs> when you think about it, we've done we've done over 3,000 shows. Uh, you know, not all on camera, but yeah. a, a huge chunk for basically a decade, uh, if not longer, uh, on camera. We could input that into, yeah. obviously, uh, some sort of AI platform. And what I'm getting at is, like, we don't need to... I, don't I would say a year here. from now, we don't need to be here. Yeah. They're going to have every mannerism you've ever done, yeah, your, your sure. sayings, the way I talk. Yeah. Like he talk, I mean, and just like punch it in. It uploads what happened in the NBA last night. Yeah. Spits it out. Our show. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Chat GPI doesn't do uh, current events yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's older. It's 2021 and past. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, oh, the, so that would be an issue. A little hurdle right now is like games happening last yeah, night. Yeah, we're still right. useful. It's not there. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Sometimes this show feels like it was it's AI. You know what I mean? Just the tangents we go on and just sort of <laughs> it's uh, the malfunctions like yesterday. Why show. are you saying that we've talked about today's special before? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. 100%. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah. We've talked yeah. about American exactly. gladiators. We talk about the yesterday. same things over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Humans, it's just a loop. It's looping. Humans, we have the same thoughts every day. 90% of our thoughts are recycled. Are exactly the same, really? Yeah, that's what they say. That's what AI says. Jeez. AI is better than us. Anyway, that's a good tweet of the night. Great photos. Uh, uh, shout out to Skeets. For giving that to me. So otherwise, <laughs> you were, you were we getting a 20-minute pickle report, but save it. saved it. Save it. Yeah, save it. Save it. Yeah. You have an unsponsored That's pickle report now. It's just, yeah, because. <laughs> well, you know, put it out there. It's like the your Ernie's segment. Just put a, slap a sticker on it. It's a color, oh, you know. oh, 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 okay. Uh, pickle report coming soon. Maybe uh, oh, soon. maybe tomorrow. We have a lot in tomorrow's drop it's podcast. Definitely not tomorrow. No, not you so know so this much. is this is going to be lengthy pickle report. Well, kind of, but also we've got worst of the week. We got five star. Five star. Yeah. There's seven games on tonight. All star snubs. All star snubs. There's just no time. I mean, we may have to do two shows tomorrow. Wow, snubs only. <laughs> Snub show. <laughs> well, why don't we just do a pickle show? 
We could do that too. Okay. No dinks. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the pickle report is coming either in its own separate Whatever. podcast, or it's coming next week. <laughs> or it just might come. I care, damn it. Who cares? It's coming, okay? <laughs> I mean, I know it must be good for you wanting to have turned it into its oh, own now, segment. Well, it just a lot great. happened. A lot happened. A in lot what? is going in the on pickle in the pickleball world. world. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. A lot is happening. That, it's, a, it's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic joke. Yeah. Right? We've said these. Exactly. spinning it out. But if you want to beat chat GPT, JD, you yeah. got to start making a pickleball yeah, show. Stay they don't one, know about pickleball. Two years ahead. Right. Exactly. Right, 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 right. Not, they have no chat. knows nothing about pickleball. Make a show. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's call it there. Uh, hold on. Just to clarify, I said Henri Magritte. I meant to say Rene Magritte or Henri Matisse. Uh, had a, had well, you jammed them. I, I jammed them. That was like an AI. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got confused. Like, why is why was Denny Abdia wearing Kristaps Porzingis' number? Exactly, right? Uh, but Skeets, I'm going to need you to come to me for the quote at the end because I asked Chat GPT, write me a Tass Mellis quote to end a note. Well, podcast. okay. Wow. Okay. Here we go. So, so tomorrow we'll be back with the Drop Podcast. Obviously, uh, talking some all-star snubs, I'm sure. Talking about the games. Five-star Friday. Worst of the week nominees. Tweet of the night, all that stuff. That's 10 a.m. Eastern live here from the Classic Factory. Get your tickets to our Salt Lake City show. Gotta keep reminding you guys, but if you're in the area, you should come on out, hang with us on Friday night at the Urban Lounge. But until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, as Tass Mellis says, keep grinding, stay focused, and never let the haters dunk on your dreams. I've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that thing. Embrace the day, people. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>